By George, I think I've got it. Hydrosexual sinking. I saw that Bigfoot walking across the screen and I thought to myself, wow, they are real. I ask us all, is that really reasonable? My personal belief is that uh, there is very compelling evidence that we uh, we may not be alone. I'll show you a little of the evidence. Hydrosexual sinking. Researchers at Stanford University School of Medicine have pioneered a cancer vaccine that eliminated all traces of cancer in mice. You could find evidence of that, my friends. You could change the world. Hypothetical thinking. A podcast for the hypothetical thinker. Greetings, travelers, and welcome to Hypothetical Thinking, a semi-informative podcast that explores the journey from probability to possibility. My name is Nick Floyd, and I'm joined by co-hosts... Taylor Nelson here. Jonathan Clark here. So the way this works is that either Taylor or myself will do the the research weekly for each episode, and then Johnny is going to go into every episode completely blind, which means he has no idea what we're going to be covering each week. No idea. Which is exciting. <laughs> uh, so without further ado... I like this little twist. <laughs> it's like a lemon zest, little 7-Up. Interesting. Little... Uh, Sprite seven. It's all the same damn thing. Seven Up Sprite. Pepsi. Pepsi. No. So you just threw in the one thing that's not that's different from the. <laughs> that's <laughs> me, guys. Something that's not flavored no like lime Pepsi. Uh, so, so without further ado, today's episode is based on someone we know and love, someone near and dear to at least I know Taylor and my heart hearts. My hearts. It's the man himself, Bigfoot. So we're talking about Bigfoot today. Sasquatchian. Sasquatch, the Yeti. What do you know about Bigfoot, Johnny? I don't know a lot. I'll tell you what. I I will say I started this year, I guess a couple months ago, as a uh, very skeptical person, non-believer. But after talking to some people, I'm now, I would say, skeptical and wanting to know more information. I'm not necessarily a believer, but I, I like to dabble. I don't know a whole lot. I just know that they're big and they're hairy and there's a couple stories that seem plausible you can you can see there's some there's some uh there's some weight to some of these stories there's something well, to believe there's conviction that, right? in people's eyes and I, I will tell you what all these 8-bit videos traveling around do not have me convinced 8-bit videos are they what the fuck Jerry? they're, they're well, all the ones i've seen are <laughs> yeah. really or, really is nintendo coming out <laughs> okay. with uh that's just it's an example it's not that's seen? not the actual quality they just look crap that's what i'm saying <laughs> atari is put, all every bigfoot video johnny's seen has Technicolor. been on the atari <laughs> <laughs> Why Sega has fallen because they did they, not get into the. What I'm saying is like crap. They're not nothing like I'm saying. Any random person who's gonna get a video, pull their phone. It's 4K video. Why are all these videos look like crap? That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. All I that's a good all point. I, that's all good I know point, is that I will say this, Johnny, sure. about the 4K cell phone stuff. I've got an LG Stylo 2. <laughs> One would say it's a pretty sweet phone. Okay, it was purchased in 2017. Sweet phone. I could pop this phone out of my pocket at any given moment. <laughs> I could spend on. 30 seconds, two minutes trying to catch a photo, and it would be the most blurry, out-of-focus, piece-of-shit photo you've ever seen. I don't have... I don't, when I'm sitting here trying to take a portrait with it. Okay, okay. With this brand-new smartphone. So, I don't know. I, I, th- I think in the heat of the moment, somebody's in the woods, they're freaking out because they know they see a Sasquatch. It's it's tough to pull that phone yeah, out. You're yeah. gonna, you know, get a cinematic shot. I get shot. what you're saying. But, but when something... It's moving, too, so you have to take into yeah, account of that. Okay. Like. But people take videos right. of freaking birds in the sky that are much better than a Sasquatch. It's big, it's scary, it could kill you. All these things are fine. I get that. But the videos I have seen, whatever, 10, 20 videos I've seen, the documentation I've seen, it just seems like whoever's making it is intentionally making it bad. Like, your phone's crap. I'll give you that. I understand that. But there's, I'm gonna, I don't know the stats, but there's probably millions of people who have iPhones that at least shoot 1080p. 
I'm not. A, I'm not a resolution whore. I'm just saying. That's a good point. But for every good video that does come out, I've that's, never you know, seen one. Somewhat clear. Yeah. There, well, what, you just deny it. It's just like, oh no, that that couldn't be real. That's too clear. That's too I would good not do that. You know. I mean, you say that. Maybe you wouldn't, but I, I feel like the average, the average naysayer probably yeah, would. Like, this footage is too like that's, good. That's the main thing you, you hear good. about these good it. videos. Yeah, there's like a... It's, like it's too good. It's either too good or too bad. Okay, you know? I can agree with that. There's a standard for Bigfoot, like what Bigfoot videos should look like now. And, they, yeah. and the standard is that all of them should <laughs> right. look shitty. always going to be this bad? Or it's bad, yeah. yeah. So like in 2030. If it's, shittier th- if it's nicer than the shitty average, then it's like too <laughs> if good If it's nicer exactly. than the shitty average, it's a scale. So that's good. It's good to know because Taylor and I stand sort of arm in arm with being believers. I mean, I I had experience, an experience with a Bigfoot when I was uh, about 13. I didn't know that. I, yeah. Fun fact. Uh, what kind of experience are you talking about? I've, I, saw, <laughs> I saw a hand. Hmm. Uh, but my friend saw the entire thing in the woods when I was like 13 years old up in the panhandle of Florida. Sounds hot. So, so I'm Taylor and I are very both very much believers about this. So hopefully in this journey that we're going to take, we'll turn Johnny. We'll we'll, we'll push him over the edge. So I'm to susceptible. Speak. I'm definitely a- easily to turn. I'm peer pressure is my uh, my weak point. You guys could easily turn me to a believer. Are you, and Taylor, you're you're. I feel like you want to believe. Yeah, he I, does want to. believe. I want to believe in so much stuff. I just I have the. I just can't push myself over that edge with the knowledge I have. That's what you guys are here for. Yeah. Well, Taylor, you're a believer as well, which is why we we bond over this subject. I, I'm a believer. I have a hard time. It, it's the numbers thing for me. It's like there are so many species out there. Uh, you know, different kinds of animals. New species are discovered constantly. There's a lot of land out there that people aren't aren't exploring. It, just seems to me like there's there's got to be something else out there. Why wouldn't there be? Why 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 is it so far fetched that there's this a giant ape like creature out there in the North Georgia mountains? I, that doesn't seem too far fetched. There's a lot of big other hairy things out in the North Georgia mountains. Hmm. So. I know right. what you're talking about. Well, we <laughs> why not squat this? <laughs> well, we find new species every day, and I, and I think that's sort of that's that should be the one thing that triggers people to go. Okay, well, sure, we find new species in the ocean. You know, we find. Uh, different crossbreeds and things like that every single day. So it's a matter of believing that and going, okay, well, well, why is this not a logical thing? Why is Bigfoot not a logical thing to believe in if you believe in a different type, a different breed of leopard popping yeah. up? Yeah, or like a really rare type of of bear that's out there that you you know exists. Just, you know, it's not, it, but people have seen them. Right. People haven't been like but believing in this. You've never seen one. Like you've never seen a, how many times have, have okay. you come okay. in contact with a bear in the woods personally? I haven't seen know? half of the animals in the animal kingdom unless it's been in a, but in that's, a zoo. That's not what we're arguing. We're arguing that, right. that somebody, that someone out there has. Not that you have. A lot of people have. Like, I've never, I've, a lot of people I've have. I've never seen yeah. a Great Dane. And they talk about it all the time. I've never seen a Great Dane. Wait, Johnny, you've never seen a Great Dane Maybe, before? Okay, I can't name an instance in which I've seen a Great Dane. <laughs> well, that's a perfect example. So, if But, you, but, but I know yeah, they're real. But I know, no, 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 but I know they're real. Because right. you just validated why, why do you know Because you mean? just validated it by saying, you haven't seen a great day. Well, obviously, if you have, that, and that's one person I know that has. Right. Well, now you know me. I've seen a big well, Okay, before. you got me there. Let's move on. So, okay. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not convinced yet. Well, let's you know what? Way. So, let's instead of us trying to, to argue this, there's a lot of facts that, that are at play here. Um, they are the reports, they're facts, they're stories, uh, dating back to a lot further than I think what, what is, I know Taylor maybe, but Johnny dating back a lot further than what you think so okay let's jump into this so i'm gonna say 
you know, right ahead, uh, right at the top here, that there are going to be some words that I'm going to mispronounce, uh, some names, some words. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, I'll also add that doing research for this episode was very difficult because when you <laughs> Google Bigfoot, uh, the monster truck Bigfoot kept popping up, so it was skewing my research. Rightfully I didn't so. Know that was a thing. So I did a lot of research on Bob Chandler uh, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the Bigfoot monster truck for a while. <laughs> Legendary driver. <laughs> yeah, and I think that changed a lot too. Is it? It, it kind of gave, I think, Bigfoot a uh, a weird rap. It became this sort of monster truck that people, for a while, didn't know that Bigfoot was some ape-like creature who people were talking about back when the Bigfoot monster truck was a thing. They thought it was just some backwoods, redneck, monster truck, rally driver who really... I mean, he started the sport, essentially. Bigfoot was... was this? I don't know. I have a year. I can find a year. I didn't... Wow. This is is pretty crazy. In in my mind, if if this Bigfoot monster truck guy was like, you know, 30, 40 years ago... Well, that's only 30, 40 years ago. Like, I'm assuming Bigfoot dates way back before then. So I don't think he skewed shit. Right. Well, I mean, I'll tell you. Uh, maybe bring it into the mainstream American yeah, yeah, yeah. folklore. Then I can, you know, I can get that. Maybe there was a large population of people who only knew Bigfoot as this amazing driver. I'll tell you what. I've never you know, heard. That, that battled Gravedigger constantly. I know Gravedigger. I've never heard of Bigfoot as a monster truck. I'm no much. Yeah, Bigfoot. Like. It was like blue, and uh, it was blue, and it was a more truck looking. No, not, it was a, a truck truck. 1979 okay. was Bigfoot's first uh, paid event at a Denver car show. Forty years ago. Perfect. Yeah, so it was a while ago, and huh. and when we start diving into these stories, you'll you'll align and you'll see when Bigfoot took over uh, mainstream oh. pop culture in the U.S. was then. Was around that time. It wasn't mm. too. It wasn't too far. It was within a decade. So you're, within that decade, you're saying that played a role. I I do. I think it definitely so that, played a role. At least he had something to do with bringing the the language of Bigfoot into the mainstream. Just getting that word out there. I could yeah. I could agree with that. I can I can get on the board with that. I think he did, uh, but I also think it was a disservice in a way because it was sort of this Bigfoot was one thing, and then all of a sudden it was Bigfoot the monster truck. And even just Googling now, I mean, the first, when I Googled, when you just Google Bigfoot, I think the third thing that comes up is the monster truck. It's like, really? Do people? Kind of says a lot about Wait, the, so uh, the sport. Do you think the guy? <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. Do you think he, they- Bob Chandler pioneered <laughs> monster trucking. Okay? Bob Chandler, people. <laughs> Let's give a round, of, a round of applause for Bob Chandler. <laughs> do, you, do you think that he actually piggybacked that or coined that phrase to boost stardom? Or was it just a coincidence, though? I mean, I think the idea of Bigfoot. Uh, being a monster truck makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a big truck. It's got big wheels, big foot. Yeah. It just makes sense. Big truck. Yeah. A lot of your questions will be answered. You're going to see big trucks, big tires. <laughs> Jesus, Danny. <laughs> I almost called you Danny. <laughs> big Don't tires, big wheels, big truck, big exhaust, big winds, maybe. <laughs> big, big lug nuts. All right. So with, let's, <laughs> let's, um, let's jump into this and answer some of Johnny's burning questions. Uh, and <laughs> and we're going to... Go way back, and we're going to start from the beginning, and we're going to learn a little bit about Bigfoot, and then we'll get into the hypotheticals. So the way, so but I'll, I'll say again, the way the podcast works is we're you know we're going to welcome you all, and then we're going to jump into a little history, a little facts that we have on the subject, and then at the end of the podcast, we're going to talk about some hypothetical questions that uh, will be burning your souls when you over the course of you listening to this your podcast. Soul. My soul's burning already. Oh. Let's go. Just wait. All right, here we go. So, 
Bigfoot. Whether a skeptic or believer is a name most people are familiar with. Bigfoot has played a huge part in pop culture ever since the famous Patterson-Gimlin footage took the world by storm in 1967. There's that fun fact there. The footage featured a large, hairy, human-like creature walking alongside Bluff Creek in North California. So that 1967 was when the Gimlin footage... Is this the, the shot where it goes across the this stream? This is the famous shot. It's on your, your desktop thing. It's on my desktop I've my seen that like 10 times. Right. Yeah, exactly. It, it looks good. You're familiar with it. Yeah. Well, like, it, it's out there. It looks good. I think that's like the, the mainstream clip. Yeah, it is. It's it started it. Yeah. Uh, it started it all. That's the clip. What, what year was this again? 1967. Okay. So tying that back to Bob Chandler, 1979 was when. Yeah. He... <laughs> I mean, you know, four years. What was it? 1979. Oh, 1979. That's like it's like, like what? Twelve years later. Yeah, a decade. This isn't going right. to come back. There's no trick here. Bob Chandler's not going to make a reappearance in the in the this episode. He's okay. He's this is it. That's. Ah. <laughs> Oh, well, that was the fact. That was Bob the, Chandler. Wow, how coincidental is that? <laughs> we're coming full circle for you, Bob. <laughs> we're coming for you, Bobby. We're going to come back and get you. And Chicken that, bake. That full circle has ended. All right. Uh, so, so a full decade <laughs> from the Patterson footage. And 12, two years. Uh, until Bob comes out with his monster truck. So, so the word's got to be out there. It's got to be getting buzzed. People got to be talking about it, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, in the early 70s. But 10 years yes. later. I mean, but that video probably blew up instantly. I don't think 12 years... Like, when's the last time someone brought up a viral video 12 years later? Like, oh, do you remember Fred? No. You say instantly. I mean, I guess at that time, like, what would have happened? That would have had to have been published on, like, a TV show or something, right? And then right? people I mean, talked about it. How, how was this actually, like, yeah. brought to the world, I wonder? That's a good question. Well, it was definitely a video. And back then, that video quality was pretty decent. I will give you that. It's now Technicolor. Way back, way back. Very, very decent. Uh, this is also... Movie tone. Uh, on his deathbed, right? Recently, he he came out and said that this is actually fake footage and that he's whoa, 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 Wait, whoa, with whoa, whoa. Gimlin? Wait, what happened? Yeah. So, so that's the catch. Am I mistaken on that? Um, well, what? So here's the thing. So just over 50 years later, the footage, the famous Patterson Gimlin footage, has still yet to be debunked or authenticated. Still, wait, I'm confused. Really? Did Taylor just hmm. say that it was faked? So. There, I, I thought I had heard. I thought I had heard that okay, there had okay. been That's stories. So, so some of the hearsay with the on the deathbed front is that he was so tired of the burden of whether this was oh. real or not real, it was easier to go out and say it's not to ca- to close the case. Okay. Which brings up, which we need to keep that in mind when we're talking about the hypotheticals because that is going to be a very important fact that we'll discuss okay. huh. later. I uh, very weird. I mean. On my deathbed, I don't think I'd be too worried about any burden like that. I don't, like, no, I don't think so. Seems like the burden would be, man, it's fake. It's been on me for this so long. I need to get it off my chest. Rather than I want to make all these people think something that's not true after I'm dead. Right. I don't know. It's, well, there's a lot of fascinating facts to the Patterson-Gimlin footage and sort of the myth. But the craziest thing is that the footage just exists. Mm. Just like, just right. like Coin you know, Bigfoot believers, the footage just exists out in the ether. <laughs> it, it exists. Yes. It exists. And <laughs> that's movie. the craziest thing, is that people have, have yes, they've tried to de- debunk it with the, the deathbed. There's another guy who says he was Bigfoot, that he played Bigfoot. Right. Uh, he was in the suit. Yeah. But then there, those are those claims are also debunked, but it's never been authenticated. So it's so crazy that fifty year, over 50 years later, this footage just exists in the world. Yeah. Right. And has changed everything. 
it's definitely like warped well, and that's changed. one of those weird things. I guess you could debunk all these things that come up about it. Sure, debunk these things, debunk that thing. But I mean, how do you authenticate the video? Like, I don't. Th- well, is it possible to authenticate? Not really. A video of something that n- no one even agrees exists. Right. Well, that's a, you know? with, with no like, plausible proof of what an actual Bigfoot would be. There's no way to prove that it's real or not real. That's because it's so difficult. Like if it was like a dog, you could tell, oh, that's a dog. I want a dog. That's what it looks like. But it's yeah. a Bigfoot. You can't tell, oh, that Bigfoot doesn't walk that way. Well, how do you know? Well, you can't deem it a species or a a breed by just seeing it if it's something that's still unknown, uh, which is right. which is fascinating. And it, Things about the video that may have been uh, have been proven by now. Like, has it been proven that it is indeed? It was shot on film. There's been there's been no editing to it at all. No no weird computer generated stuff. I know this was in the 70s, but yeah, right. You know, has that kind of stuff been proven? Like, this has not been altered in any way. It's definitely a good idea. As I mean, far as I know, it was shot on film. They do have the actual film it was shot on. There was no alteration, um, and that. Is, that much has been studied. He walks from left to right, right? right? Yes. He goes like off frame or like it moves across. Yes. I don't know. As far as I know, if that's the first shot, what's his name again? Patterson Gimlin is Patterson the footage. Gimlin. So if I was Pat and I saw Bigfoot, I feel like I'd either be like, really? Because it's the first like actual mainstream footage. He, From what I remember, the shot didn't seem like he was freaking out and like shuddering or like shaky hands. It was like, oh, here's a normal freaking creature in the woods. Let me shoot it, you know? Yeah. It wasn't freaking... If it was me, even with the known knowledge I have, or I guess known hypotheticals you guys have given me, um, a big, I would still be freaking out. He was, like, so, like, non-cavalier. Right. Right, that's a good point. Uh, from what I understand, there's more to the story. Like, there's a, a period of time where he is obviously getting the camera set up and he's watching this thing for a while. But that's a good point. Like, that film had to have at least existed for some time. Why? Why not show... Absolutely every piece of footage from that record period to of time record. where you're at that bank, you know? Right. It was, Why only show the money clip? Why don't you show every single clip? Why not the money clip? Because it's sold. And that changed that changed everything. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a good point. I think maybe if right. you showed the whole thing, it would be like there would be conspiracies like he's real. It would be a conversation. Right. Well, this and this all, you know, the Patterson Gimlin footage is such a great jumping off point because this is going to come back into play with our hypotheticals at the end. Okay. But the most fascinating thing about this is that that this wasn't one of the only and earliest pieces of Bigfoot footage or docu- documented Bigfoot encounter. Uh, which is so. Hmm. It's it's what's interesting to me is that there are so many encounters that have been documented, that all line up. And so we're going to jump through a few, and we're going to see a pattern. Bring them on. Yeah, we're going to see a pattern of how the the description of Bigfoot is similar across all of these these boards, and it stayed consistent across the time. So, so the earliest known account of a Bigfoot encounter was actually 986 A.D., by none other, what? Right. By none other than Norse explorer Leif Erikson. What? <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Crazy. So Leif oh told a story of seeing huge hairy men who towered over him and his men. These huge hairy men lived in the woods and were known for their horrific odor and ear-piercing shriek, similar to modern-day descriptions of Bigfoot encounters. Same description, essentially. Yeah. So the whoops, the shrieks, all that. Very cool. Very cool. Leaf and his men called the creatures Skelring, 
which roughly translated to barbarian. But what makes that so fascinating is that Leif and his men, being Norsemen, were quite hairy and quite barbaric themselves. So did they truly discover something hairier and more barbaric than themselves, or is this just some sort of tall tale? Hmm. That's the crazy part. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was so long ago. Right. I mean, Leif Erikson, he's someone who... he. He traveled around documenting things that he found everywhere. So, I mean, are there other tales, you know, in his travels that that incorporate? Like, are there cyclops, you know, stories of cyclops, stories of sirens, other, like, mythological things? Or is it typically all real experiences that he talks about? Imagine if there's some book that Leif Erikson hid where it's just, like, Journeys of the Unknown, written by Leif Erikson. Today I've <laughs> fucked a cyclops and killed a unicorn. <laughs> this pack says I wrote on a pair Two cyclops eye. Two cyclops eye. Sushi was like I. Cycli. Cyclopsy. Cyclops. Cyclopia. Cyclopsy. <laughs> so the the crazy thing too is Leif Erikson was not the only leader to have documented a Bigfoot sighting. Do you know who else documented one? Christopher Columbus. Huh? huh? Taylor. What other leaders are we talking about? I know there have been about, like, multiple presidents, political leader? Uh, Native American chiefs, about, like, and stuff like that. Well, you hit the nail right on the head, Taylor. The 26th president of the United States, Mr. Theodore Roosevelt. Roosevelt. What? In 1889, uh, Teddy wrote and published a book called The Wilderness Hunter, which covered big game in the United States. If you don't know much about Teddy Roosevelt, this might seem a bit strange, not a character for him, but Teddy was an avid hunter and outdoorsman, so it only made sense that he'd write an entire book about big game before his presidency. The most bizarre part of the entire book was a story Teddy was impressed, quote-unquote, impressed by, and decided to include about a frontiersman named Bowman, or Bowman, however you say Bowman. it, who he describes having a violent encounter with a, quote-unquote, goblin in the woods that sounded an awful lot like Bigfoot. Goblin. Here's an excerpt from the story for you to decide for yourself. Okay. The footprints of the unknown beast creature printed deep <laughs> in the soft soil tell the whole story. The unfortunate man, having finished his packing, had sat down on the spruce log with his face to the fire and his back to the dense woods to wait for his companions. While thus waiting, his monstrous assailant, which must have been lurking in the woods, waiting for a chance to catch one of the adventurers unprepared, came silently behind him walking with a long, noiseless step, seemingly still on two legs. Evidently unheard, it reached the man, broke his neck by wrenching his head back with his forepaws while burying his teeth into his throat. Oddly enough, it had not eaten the body, but apparently it had romped around in uncouth, ferocious glee, occasionally rolling over and over, before it fled back into the silent depths of the woods. Like, what the fuck is that? That sounds murderous. It's, that was in the 26th... Very murderous. The 26th president of the United States... Found that story interesting enough to put in his hunting book. That's that is crazy. no bear. Yeah, that sounds mes- that's messed up. So, and I know that it sounds like a carnivorous creature, <laughs> a-, a carnivorous woodland so creature. Thank you for that narration, Taylor. That was fantastic. I know that, that was Teddy. Lovely. That was lovely. I know. I know Teddy was a or Theodore. Sorry, was it? Hey, you can call him Teddy, Ted, Theodore. All right, all right. I know. I know Rosie. Ro- I know Rosie was a Teddy hunter. Rowe. <laughs> and I, I remember some T Dog, T Money. I remember Teddy some Rowe. some story of him catching, but that's crazy. Yeah, and that sound, but that might, right, you got to imagine these these stories probably happen all the time too. I mean, what do you mean? You know, for them, it wasn't crazy enough for him to go talking about it, telling everybody about it. So it must be common 
common enough to believe it, but uncommon enough to write it down. You know, I guess I, right. I would freak out about that. If that makes sense. Yeah, but Teddy, like Teddy, was a little crazy. Yeah, he was right. You know, he convinced Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, he's he, got some alien stories. He's got all kinds. He of He convinced stories. the the uh, architect that made the the Mount, Mount Rushmore, the mm-hmm. Nobel presidents. He convinced that architect, who was his friend, to put him in there. He wasn't supposed to be in there. He literally convinced the architect. It's a little fact. A little fact for you guys. That's crazy. And that, the thing is, too, I mean, right. I I have my laptop okay. in front of me, and Johnny has a piece of paper with no research or information. So he I, pulled that right out of his butt. I did. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> fact. Oh. But that's uh, that's the thing. I think Where Teddy Teddy was a loon. I mean, t- Taylor, do you know anything about Teddy? I don't know an incredible amount about him. No, he was crazy, and I think that's the biggest thing that we can chalk it up to. Robin Williams played him in uh, the <laughs> museum, right? Yeah, Robin Williams. Well, I mean, he yeah. writes like he knows what he's talking about. I mean, some of these words are pretty uh, pretty beefy. Fell in love with Sacagawea at night in the museum. Yeah, so Johnny's held up on Robin Williams playing Teddy Roosevelt at night at the museum. I know that much about Teddy Roosevelt. It. What a great portrayal! <laughs> yeah, it's just a great portrayal of Teddy Roosevelt. I agree. By the late, the late great. I've got to be honest. I did not, did not see the movie. That's okay. What you didn't miss a whole lot. I mean, I'd, yeah. I think for Robin Williams' performance, I think it's worth checking out. That's true. I agree. Ben Stiller did a good job too. Okay. Yeah, Ben, ben Stiller's Stiller fine. I thought that was fine. He almost got outperformed by that monkey, though. Oh my gosh! Was it a cap- capuchin monkey? <laughs> capuchin monkey. With the fire extinguisher in the face. Capuchin. Capuchin. Like monkeys, look, we're, it's all bringing us back. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's no, that's look that's how thing. we got that's there. The that thing journey. That, that capuchin monkey to me, I could see myself in Teddy's shoes, being like, "That's a goblin." But here's my problem: a six to seven, maybe eight foot tall ape-like creature, a Bigfoot. I don't see it as a goblin. Every every interpretation I've heard of a goblin has been like a Harry Potter little like elf like thing, not a huge beast. How is that a goblin? So huh. that's a good fact there. I think to cover that, Taylor, like that's a goblin. Wouldn't that be small? That's what I'm thinking. I don't know if a goblin is technically small. I think uh, what I the goblin that I took from this story is the fact that he was romping around in uncouth, ferocious glee, like in the body and blood of you know of what it just destroyed. So just, I think that is what makes it a goblin, in my opinion. Not the size, the actual vigor of what he's doing. The attitude, the uh, seemingly evil, okay. you know. Well, that's like a gargoyle, though. which is odd. I mean, you typically don't hear about Sasquatches like exuding this like evil vibe, you know. I don't. Uh, mo- uh, you overwhelmingly the- you hear about territorial, you know, kind of Harry and the Hendersons kind of stuff, but you never yeah, exactly. He was the nice. How I viewed Sasquatches until about a couple months ago when I was talking to you, Tay, and you told me about some stories of violent Sasquatches, and my whole entire view changed. Yeah. Well, I think, too, it's a different time. Like, this guy, I mean, this Bowman guy, Bowman, Bow, Bowman, Bowman, he was clear. Bowman. He was clearly hunting. And they and there are stories that Bigfoot are one with their connected. You know, the Native Americans have stories saying that they're yeah. basically the peacekeepers in in the wilderness. And I think that this this hunter, this frontiersman, was probably, like, moping around, fucking things up. And then that made I'm mad made him mad and he could sense that and that's why he destroyed this guy it's like an, an yeah, exists very possible the movie it exists yeah and like they were fine bigfoot family and then they got mad because they killed you know yeah spoiler alert, spoiler alert. sorry guys that's my bad <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, an amazing movie by the way i liked it that it scared me like amazing five times <laughs> i might have screamed and peed myself a little bit taylor's in it for the jump scares i was not ready for yeah that i mean when we're talking quality sasquatch movies 
so far, that's number one for me. I think hands down. I think Wh- under Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, yeah, yeah I rated that under Harry. Yeah, that's you know no, no co- no compete. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. So sightings and encounters have been documented centuries after both the Leif Erikson and Teddy Roosevelt encounters, and still continue to this day. However. Most non-believers seem to peg the Patterson-Gimlin footage for the constant resurfacing and commercialization of Bigfoot today. This is where things get even more interesting. The term Bigfoot was created in 1958, nine years before the Patterson-Gimlin footage surfaced. The term was used for the first time by Humboldt Times journalist Andrew Ginzali who wrote a story about huge ape-like footprints being discovered in Del Norte County, California. So you're saying... Uh, Plot twist. You're saying that it wasn't called Bigfoot until this, and then after that, the the footage came out. There's some crazy Native American ties and stories Uh. why they got the name Bigfoot. But yeah, up until 1958, the term Bigfoot was used for the first time here. Which is nine years before the Patterson Gimlin footage. Is that good or bad for your guys' claim, though? I would say it's bad. I don't know. I, like I, I, don't, I think there. It's a hard. You can't avoid, you know, this idea, this myth, like taking a life on its own and people building it up into something that's not. But if there is an event or a being that you're, you have to give it a name. You have to think of something. You have to choose common phrases. Yeah. This word Bigfoot was being thrown around. It doesn't doesn't seem like a bad thing to call something like Sasquatch. You got to name it something. Yeah, you know? especially because I think I, from my experience, the most most plausible evidence people have seen is from big feet in the tracks, big actual footprints. It's the distinct feature because if you don't yeah. see it and you only yeah. see like, okay, this is a giant yeah. foot. Yeah. At that time, that was the only thing left behind essentially by the Bigfoot, okay. him or herself. Okay. Uh, but it's just it's interesting that the coin was termed or the the, the term was coined. Oh, mm, I like that. Uh, <laughs> back in 1958, and then nine years later, we got the first real footage. footage. It took nine years. So and then and then what, twelve years later, we had the monster truck. Yeah, well, then we're bringing it back to Bob Chandler, <laughs> Bobby. Good old Bobby Chandler, old Bobby C, Bobby C. Uh, so I mean, there's no doubt that people were talking about the thing that is Bigfoot, you know. And before, you know, the the, the name. phrase was coined, they just had were forced to call it something else: big ape-like man, uh, wild man, hairy beast, yeah, ape, you know, things like that. The Yeti, you yeah. know, had, I'm sure had been talked about before that. I'm sure. Um, so they had to call it something, you know. And I guess it's once there was a general term that people could recognize, it just makes sense to call it that. Even if it seems kind of childish, it's simplistic, like you said, Taylor. It's e- it's, yeah. it's it's easy to call. It's like every animal has a very specific scientific name, yeah. and it said, you know, hammerhead shark looks like a hammerhead. It's a hammerhead shark. That's yeah. a perfect example, Johnny. You hit the nail <laughs> right. on the head. I hit the hammer on the shark. <laughs> the shark's head. Hammerhead. Yeah. <laughs> hammerhead shark. Say it with me. Hammerhead <laughs> shark. Hammerhead shark. <laughs> hammerhead. Its he- its head looks like a hammer. I think people who create, even like in sports, anybody who creates something, whether it's a new sport in a competition or an animal, unless you're some ass, you're going to create the name of something that reminds you of that thing so it's easy to recognize. That makes sense. Well, unless you're uh, an American citizen and yeah, yeah. you've made it American football. Yeah, because we're <laughs> soccer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 
be, ha- be bad Native American handball. Football. But uh, let's say you you know you discover your own island and you call it Johnnyville. Well, but well, um, well, Johnnyville, the island has always existed. It's just you now call it Johnnyville. I guess, but now we all know it as Johnnyville. Uh, okay. Skeptics have had trouble believing in Bigfoot due to the copious amount of theories to what this creature truly is and why we haven't been able to capture one yet. The theories include that Bigfoot is an alien, it has magical powers, and it's protected by an Area 51 type facility to make sure that they are never found. Say magic powers? For fear that oh my. it was it would for fear that it would send human beings into a frenzy, causing them to question their own existence. However, the mass amount of Bigfoot hoaxes around the world only solidify the skeptic's argument for doubting this creature's true existence. So wait, you're telling me that one of the plausible like the plausibilities of it not being mainstream er is magical powers? Correct. What? Yeah, no, the theories. Okay. The theories of to why we haven't captured it yet is are, because it has magic powers. Yes. That's I, a theory. I'm yeah. not saying that's okay, right. Okay, okay, magical okay. magical powers is also uh, an undefined term in this podcast right now. So yeah, you have a point. I, magical powers could mean a lot of different things. Well, cloaking device I <laughs> could, could use as magical. You know, the, I, in my okay, in my opinion, I have a hard time believing that if we have not found one, it would have to have some kind of like camouflage ability. You know, listen or else, to this, Ta- look, or else Taylor. Taylor, what do you mean ability? Like it has, it has like survivor man abilities, like the ability no, to no, 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 like be obviously take care of itself, but like hide or something or what? No, well, it not no. I'm, I'm not talking about no, no. I'm talking about like like predator from like predator. <laughs> <laughs> you, know that, uh, you guys heard that movie Predator? Yeah, it's, uh, it's got this big fucking thing. Uh, uh, pretty much that. Pretty sure its name is Predator. Anyways, it's got big feet. Predator uh, from Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> from Austria. So anyways, th- that Predator have like abilities like cloaking, all that stuff. Not like laser cannons. I think in order for a Bigfoot to actually be a thing or not found, it would have to have it some It needs laser cannons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just but explodes. I it destroys everything in its path. I can't see one having those things, though. Invisibility? Yeah. Well, why not? An animal having invisibility. Why not? Yeah. Because then, like, why would that video? Why didn't they go invisible? Do you? Well, do you believe in chameleons? They'll go invisible. They they camouflage. Octopi go slightly, you know. Okay. But they but that Bigfoot in that video, every Bigfoot slightly. I've ever heard or seen, not only are they always that brownish color. I'm not talking about different types of hair that always brownish dark color oh we're gonna get into different types of hair here in a second i'm sure we are but they don't they don't (laughs) camouflage i've never ever heard of a a bigfoot Mm. camouflaging or having any magical powers that's a new thing i'm just giving you the theories okay that's fine taylor knows i disagree all right yeah i mean there's a lot of claims out there that they appear disappear um that their presence is uh they're they're around when other weird things are happening I like the idea that they could be multidimensional. I don't for I, I, I can't discount that. Um, hmm. But I, I, in my mind, the most logical thing is that they are just another animal that are probably more intelligent than like your 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 average ape or your chimpanzee. But they're just another animal out there, and there's not very many of them, and they're just out there on these crazy open. In these woods, and they're just good at being quiet and good at hiding. Well, what a perfect segue, Taylor. Because (laughs) in January 2016, when Newsweek published their Bigfoot special edition issue that uncovered a unique story that would soon silence 
some of the skeptics, <coughs> Johnny, by giving Bigfoot a name. <laughs> Ouch. Bigfoot had a name. A name. And that name. A name. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Spit it at me. That name was Zana. The story of Zana is told. Zana. Yeah. It was the story of Zana is told in Professor Brian Sykes' book, Bigfoot, Yeti, and the Last Neanderthal. Moana. You're welcome. Are you guys ready to have your minds blown? Um, yes. Blow my freaking mind, right. Nicholas. This is where the the mispronunciation happens, because this is some weird these are some weird uh, regions that I'm I'm about to have to So you're do. about to mispronounce some things. <laughs> yes. All right. Disclaimer. Okay. Here we go. In the early 1850s, a traveling merchant visiting the Ochumchire region. <laughs> it's got to be wrong. Of it's, it's definitely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> the Ochumchire region of the Abkhazia, somewhere between Russia and Georgia, came across a young creature who appeared to be female. As soon as she caught sight Ooh. of this merchant, she vanished <laughs> in a puff of smoke. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the merchant returned <laughs> days later with a hunting party and their dogs. When they saw the creature again, the dogs were let loose and the beast was captured. She was then held in a ditch surrounded by wooden stakes until she was sold off to an Abkhaz nobleman named Eji Janaba. Eji. Who then took her to his farming estate where she lived out the rest of her life until she died around 1890. Hmm. So she was a hypothetical. Any details of this uh, creature? Like absolutely, Taylor. I, what was it like? Like was thank it? A, you for <laughs> thank you for asking, Taylor. Eyewitness descriptions of Zana <laughs> say that she was part human, part ape. Had dark skin and long reddish brown hair down her back. She was large, about six foot six inches tall, and extremely muscular, with an exaggerated hairless buttocks and large breasts. Ooh. Well, that doesn't none none of that could be like that's an Amazonian. What part of that did not sound like a big well, woman with dark that's hair? That's a very good point, Johnny. A very good point. Uh that these Sasquatches are probably more human like than uh, a lot of us want to believe. Yes, absolutely. What if they're more human like than ape like? So then why are these people like, oh my gosh, this person's obviously not a human? If I saw that person, I'd be like, all right, that's a person taking steroids with a girl in dodgeball. Damn it, Renise. <laughs> you remember that scene? Uh, yeah, I remember okay. I'm getting there though. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Her face was wide with high cheekbones and a broad nose. Brilliant white teeth flashed from her wide mouth with teeth that crushed that could crush nuts and even bones. Hot. Now this net this, this next bit <laughs> actually yeah, look at that. You need the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you got a nuts right, joke. Move, moving on. Moving on. Now this next bit gets pretty sad, but would you expect nothing less from human behavior? I wouldn't. Zana very quickly became a source of cruel amusement. It started out just being the children at first. They would prod her with sticks and throw rocks at her. But she became more and more submissive as this cruelty went on. Janaba even removed her from the stone prison he had her in and allowed her to sleep in his house. She hated it. She preferred being outdoors in the open air. Once the local villagers got used to her, she was allowed to roam freely. She never once tried to escape. She began doing menial tasks for Janaba and never even attempted to speak. She only let out sounds that were usually a series of grunts, whistles, and cries. Okay. So this was just a simple story of half-human, half-animal captured and tamed by a seemingly more advanced society. Okay. So this all might seem like some elaborate story until it was discovered that Zana had at least four children Whoa. with local men. What? Yeah. Whoa. No. How, Whoa. She, how, she became, how she became pregnant 
is unclear, but there are stories of drunken <laughs> drunken orgies and curious men who paid to have sex with Here, her. Here's my question. How does a man, any man, gain the balls to have sex with something that is some someone, not something, that is six foot tall, Amazonian, and could crush nuts? Well, no, there's no facts in here saying she's Amazonian, Johnny. But that's what I'm visualizing. Is like a <laughs> She's got a hairless buttocks, and she's got large breasts. Well, wait, wait. Right. Okay. Johnny, people fuck horses. <laughs> they have sex with goats and sheep. Like, that, those are real things that happen out in the world, I, I man. I get that. I, and now you're telling me one of those people who would have sex with a goat could have sex with something that looks more I human? think it's a little different. I think, okay. Uh, that, I, that's pretty no, no, believable. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not putting myself in the shoes of somebody who's in a bestiality. No, no, let me make that Is clear. Is it bestiality, though? Right. But yeah, no, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm just saying, hear me for what I'm saying. I'm not putting myself in their shoes. However, I personally, this sounds so bad. I'm about to say it, but that's okay. Ah, uh, you know, good lord. Okay, so episode one, Johnny announces he like he wants to fuck a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> my <laughs> god, <laughs> guys! There was this one time at the zoo. I was fifteen. Uh, I, I, I was one of the kids, I had guys. Access. What I, can I, say? I was one of the kids. I'm one of the offspring of this of this ape. Okay, so so the thing is, the thing is. A, a man, whatever, an, a person trying to have sex with a horse, a, whatever the animal is, a donkey, a sheep, I think there's less, and I know they're drunk, there's less risk factor than something that, the, one of the definitions is crushes nuts. Cause like, literally, this thing sits outside, it's human, half human, half, that, just that description, I'd be scared of. Yeah, but that was before it became... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would have the balls to, but let's just imagine that that person also, that, that thing also has a sex drive... In some way. Well, so there's got to be at least some percentage of the time that that thing's okay with it. Well, she was wandering the town, right. like, with the villagers. Like, she was so submissive she, to the point where she was just she was just one of the villagers at this point. Our friend group, one of the gang. That, <laughs> but cur- that part is kind of crazy to me. Like, if you were captured, even if you got, like, the whole Stockholm Syndrome, like, uh, that's crazy that you'd be captured for so long. I mean, you're a wild person anyways. You live in the woods, which is literally three steps away. You know, from wherever she was, right? Why? Why would she not just leave at any time? Wasn't this also know? in the Jungle Book when that the, the kid in the new one that came out? He was he could go back to the village, and he didn't because he he's didn't. like. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's the it's the idea of that middle ground of the advanced society. I think one when she was doing the menial tasks, it was almost a slave mentality where she felt yeah like she was stuck there, but yeah. she was fed she didn't have to hunt she was being treated okay like she wasn't being prodded anymore by the children which is another thing eventually she yeah. was stuck getting bullied right people accepted her as the reindeer as a part of she wasn't a Freaking beast Rudolph. anymore she was just tamed by a more advanced civilization, yeah. civilization one of us one of us yeah they all just stood around her chanting <laughs> that <laughs> oh, don't sacrifice me come on but i think that's like <laughs> that's pretty crazy and that's also like okay so Apparently they can have offspring with you know, with humans, which is you know also a big part of the the, the Sasquatch story. That's me. Is that you know wild men Sasquatches take women, you know often you know to do their thing in the woods. So maybe that's one way that they uh, have actually been able to keep going is they take you know human women. It kind of sounds men. like the hills have eyes. Yeah, well, it's it's similar. Yeah, I mean, it's I, similar to that story, but to pay to have, I think it's a, it, it probably became in this village. I don't. There, I couldn't find a lot of information on this farming village, but I don't imagine that they were a bunch of macho dudes who were trying to prove something. But yeah, the fact it, it, 
that they were curious enough to pay to have sex with her, it could have been this whole rite of passage of like, oh, hey, guess what I did? Uh, like, it's it, it just, you don't, there's not enough information to pull from it, but clearly there was an interest. I mean, the drunken orgies aspect. Tell me more, tell me more. That's insane. That's, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know, like how human could it look, you know? Like, what if it looked hella human? And it was, <laughs> A pretty Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, what's the... Is there a new scale, 1 out of 10, for Sasquatch? Sasquatch eye? Squashes? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, there there is... Um, there was a Texas veterinarian um, who released a study that suggests that cryptids had sex with modern human females that resulted in hairy hominid hybrids. Oh, so the scientific community yeah. actually, like, shut that down, but still, okay, like, okay. It, the theory is out there, and this, this specific description written by brian sykes it's it's so fascinating because it's it's i mean there are multiple eyewitness accounts um multiple but the the part where it gets really interesting is that the children are what change the story and make it worth documenting the offspring yeah without the children zana could have been lost in time just another myth but in 19 yeah it's almost like the children like like more validify, like you know, like more solidifies that maybe this actually happened. Maybe it's an actual true story. Is there's yeah, well, they four more people out there to like it expands it. Maybe they have a story. Exactly. Well, so in in 1971, Igor Bertsev located the grave of Quit, which is the younger of Zana's two sons. So fast forward to 2012 in London, when Professor Sykes, the writer of this book managed to recover and sequence mitochondrial de- DNA from Kowit's tooth. The sequence concluded that okay, okay. Zana was not, in fact, Neanderthal at all. She was a member of the genus Homo. But was she fully human? Professor Brian Sykes hopes to find an answer. He doesn't have one now, but if the traveling merchant found one of these creatures, could there be more living peacefully somewhere near Abkhazia? Only time will tell. Hmm. Huh. So okay. So his his study just proved that there was no Neanderthal in there, but could be any other pre-human, right? Exactly. No. It 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 could be. He he says, and this was a whole number of pre-humans. Right. So this is back in 2012, and he still was interviewed back in 2016 when the Newsweek. So it's been a while, and I if if there was some sort of conclusion, we don't have one yet. I did the research. There's nothing there. He doesn't have anything worthy of reporting about. But I mean, could if the merchant found one, yeah, could there be more in yeah, this why? untouched area between Georgia and Russia? It's not only would there be more, could there be more? It's like there are, there have to be more. There have to be there, exactly. There is, and on those, that's not like the only documented case of mis- other non-humans. Mistaken identity. You know, there have been cases. Uh, is it Homo? Floriensis, Floriensis. I don't know where it was mean. the. It was a group of uh, of dwarf, uh, like pygmies, that were all located on one certain island. Um, it was up to like ten thousand years ago that they had survived. Whoa! So all throughout time, like even not that far back in history, there are other, you know, hominids that that exist right beside Homo sapiens. It's not out of the question that one or two or multiple different species, not only just one, could have survived this whole time. Right. And so I think that that's the perfect 
bridge over. So story time is done, and now we're into the hypothetical part of the podcast. Um, all the information was crazy, and I, you know, I had to narrow it down. There's so many. There's Sasquatch and Yeti and the Skunk Ape and all that, but we wanted to focus just on Bigfoot. Um, key things that actually were worth talking about that that made waves in sort of the Bigfoot believer community. Um, but the first hypothetical I want to talk about is what if Bigfoot was a species existing today? What if they were living in Abkhazia or hmm. wherever it was? Like, what if they were existing? What would that look like? Would it just be another animal living in the... I think, um, I think it would be no. a, a whole other uh, civil rights issue just like waiting to happen. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> but- that's so true, though. <laughs> yeah. I think with, with yeah. what knowledge you guys have given me, there's a lot of things that could go, whether if this ape-like creature is just an ape-like creature, that's one set of things. If this ape-like creature is being hidden by Area 51, that's another set of things. And then if it has special powers or, like, magic, this is a complicated situation. There's, like, a thousand different types of Bigfoots, all these different things. Yeah, but the hypothetical is what if it was existing, regardless of magic or fucking yeah. hide, being hidden uh, by, like, it doesn't, none of that stuff, that's all white noise now. Well, I think one of the crazy things about it is that it seems so human. So what if it does exist? And what if it's so very human, but it's also this animal? And what if it has like this thing that we look for, like this consciousness or whatever, whatever it is that we have that all these other animals don't have, you know, but like, what if it has that? Right, you know, well, if it's whatever that if is, if it stood like us, it's the whole idea of like, would a human eat another human? Yeah, it's the idea of like yeah. gorillas. Very clearly, like they look like apes. But what if there was an ape that was so so closely resembled a human being? Would there be another civil rights movement for these things? Like, would we view them differently because they stand like us? They walk like this, or they walk like us? And there are some right, theories. Yeah, where is the line? Yeah, there are theories that they can talk too. I mean, I, like, I'm sure yeah. they have a language, they but there to. are theories that they talk with a British accent. I've heard that theory. Yeah, I've heard that theory. Um, I've heard they speak. <laughs> some of them speak yeah, Russian. I've heard that they're, uh, you know, one of the theories is they're telepathic. Yeah, that's yeah. the magical power sort of aspect dolphins, of it, right? Or no, they're um, the echo- no, not dolphins. Echo- echolocation. I'm sorry, telepathic. <laughs> Wait, is it echolocation? That's bats. What sonar? That's what sonar. Yeah, sonar. Oh, echo. Telep- that's echolocation. Oh, you're right. Same. All right. Well. So are submarines fascinating? Well, there's no reason. Yeah, why not that? You know, why not that? Uh, why not? Well, that can't be the deciding you know, ESP factor. or whatever. You know, that can't be the deciding factor. What makes so? You know, we we only operate with our senses. You know, they there are so many animals out here that have more senses than we do. I think like, that it, and stronger senses that we have. They could have some senses that we don't have. If right. there if there was a species out there that had even the slightest intelligence towards human capability, but had physical attributes that were stronger. I think the human populace would be almost like threatened. Well, that's the the next it, like that bridges to the next in the hypothetical is like what if thank you what if Bigfoot <laughs> is the missing link? I think that would like ruin people. Yeah, and that's why yeah. we, I, I think if Bigfoot and I I'm a true believer that I do think that Bigfoot is the missing link. The way that I look at it, my perspectives, I I honest to God, I think that Bigfoot is a missing link. And that's why I think we can't find it. Uh, I think there are there are protective laws from our government or another form of government that are protecting it from being found. Because I think the world would be sent into a tizzy if we knew <laughs> Bigfoot was that gap, that missing link that well, exists. You're saying if we knew it, the world would blow up. I think that it would cause a lot of problems. 
Well, what, like, then I don't want to get into future episodes, but I don't know about yet, by the way, viewers, but tune in next week. But when it comes to other things, <laughs> is that so every mythological creature is being hidden hypothetically? Because uh, well, our- I wouldn't go that far. I'm just saying specifically, I mean, like, I don't believe in fucking unicorns, but like, I do believe. Well, we, we have national forests, and national forests are protected. Right. Each one of the places that these things would live but is a national forest. You can go to I mean, a national a forest. You know? Yeah, you can go to a national forest. You can go to a national forest, but you can't go do whatever you want there at any time undocumented. Why do you think they're closed like you know? after hours? There are some national parks that are actually closed at and sunset. Kids go in there. Like, I've gone. You know, you can't climb down into the Grand Canyon. I, you know, like, pretty sure that's illegal. Could you imagine that they, that's where they all were? I mean,. It'd be a good. It'd be, <laughs> right? There's water <laughs> just in caves, like a cave system. Yeah, well, yeah. There's no reason. I mean, a lot of people uh, are are on board with the uh, the cave system idea that they all live underground in cave systems. Well, if they are, missing it's like link. If, if you're looking at like what percentage of the Earth's mantle, yeah. like we live on. Yeah, like there's no reason why they can't have miles and miles and miles small plane of tunnels down there that we have no idea about. Exactly. Well, if they were, I mean, yeah, clearly in the Zana study they weren't Neanderthal, but. If they right. if they are that missing link, maybe the one the thing that they know that's the safest for them are the cave systems because we're not we don't have what are what are in cave systems that we have to Trans- study and research. Oh, nothing. Right. So why would we go in there? They, they know there's it's not just, much down there. It's like, I mean, what? I, Johnny's flabbergasted. I, I I just I'm having a. What? <laughs> I, 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 I was sorry, you were talking. I was talking. I I don't think as much we're studying down there that we'd have to see. But like in my opinion, I keep saying that this is all my opinion. I don't think that a Bigfoot. Like okay, let me take a step back. Okay, we uh, people, myself included, have used different types of like machine technology to like see into the ground, magnetic things, all these different things. No matter how deep a Bigfoot dug or was underneath the earth, like we can sense like like. The, ma- the magnetic fields through the earth, like hundreds of meters down, I just don't think Bigfoots would not be, like, seen. Yeah. I get what you're saying there, but every, you know, all the time, people are digging in their garden and, you know, Finding England or whatever. <laughs> uh, just digging a new thing in my garden and, like, boom, they, you know, they find this underground passage that leads to, like, thousands of catacombs with all these crazy things in them, you know? Uh, like, it happens. Right. I don't know if I'd say catacomb size, but a lot of, like, moles and, like, What's it called? No, nah, I mean we're Grand talking Hawks. like we're talking complex size shit, like city size complex. I've never heard of like that. That kind of stuff is found. I've never heard of that. Well, you have now. Definitely true. Okay, well if I if I believe that's <laughs> so if I take that here's you can go ahead. I'll say here's one of my uh, missing link hypotheticals. So, what if in some way, whatever Sasquatches are are the missing link? Link, okay. Mm-hmm. And if you prescribe to the fact that, or the idea that way back when, before humans existed, that there were all these different pre-humans, and that extraterrestrials, that's right, I'm going to say it, extraterrestrials, come to Earth, and they create a super race based off of the beings that were here, and let's say whatever they created is us. They create humans by splicing whatever genes they splice into different pre-humans, come up with us, right? What if all along this series of time since that happened, you know, our gene pool, you know, is getting diluted, more diluted, more diluted. So over time, 
these aliens have to drop off package of genes. It's like insert back into the gene pool. And they do that by inserting different beings that would then go raping humans and making half-ape babies. But it would, in turn, throw new genes into this human gene pool. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Maybe they're trying to do that, and all it is is we see some Sasquatches every now and then. But that is a missing link. Can you condense that to, like, 10 seconds for me? Well, I think the the idea is that that when the... The Neanderthals were developing and changing. Aliens came to Earth. Okay. And they took that gene and made it a more advanced species, which then put us here. Right. So now... Hmm. And then over time, yeah. as this gene pool dilutes, they have to come back and add more of the raw gene, you know? Make it more pure. And keep in mind, it wasn't just Neanderthals. It was, you know, all kinds of prehumans. Yeah. Neanderthal would just be just just one of those, you know, prehumans. That that'd be like a non-prehuman, right? Yeah. Well, that's or the pre-non-human. thing. Pre-non-human. That, that's the thing that tears me apart is that people they when you talk Bigfoot with them, they have this moment where they go, "Oh, okay, it, it, it can't exist." Well, yeah, it can exist because people forget evolution. I mean, everyone looked at the fucking right. the map or the not the map the the chart of like from Neanderthal to man. Yeah, like, yeah. what if somewhere in between that? There was a caveman. There was there was a the there was something that didn't develop further, and it's yeah. it, it is and not living. only that, but not only that it is there's that line, but there's also, like, let's say that line's going vertically. Look horizontally down the line. You've got another twenty lines doing that same thing. Yeah, that are slightly different yeah. versions of human. Yeah, you know, and some of them may have died off, some of them may have carried on and and evolved the same way we did. And that's Bigfoot. You know? I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this, guys. I just, at the end of the day, how, it's just not possible. Right. So my, my, my belief with Sasquatch is that there are so many possible routes that you can go with to believe in. They have a magic, they're aliens, ESP, they are pre-humans. There are just so many different routes that all seem logical to me like i there's too many i'm open to so many different possibilities i can't even really just hang on one of them there's too much logic and that's the thing and that's why it it is possible and the missing link is something that's been going on far too long is that i think i think we reach a certain point in society where if we if we know too much and too much information is released it's almost information overload for for human beings and i think that if the missing link is indeed Bigfoot, and that was released. I think that would change everything, and it would be information overload because it would question the way everyone it, thinks it would, about things. It would, yeah. But like Taylor saying about the the alien theory is that one of my hypotheticals was that could Bigfoot have been a perfect idea for how humans should be, and were we just too narcissistic to follow it? To follow that, and that we've caused forced development, like for forced development. Because we're so narcissistic that, like, the simplicity of Bigfoot existing, like, just existing and being intelligent enough to outlive the cavemen who were getting murdered on the daily by saber-toothed tigers and shit, who, who could, a species that could survive and thrive in survival situations because of just basic intelligence... And then there was a kind of a developmental jump from there 
because like it was the 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 drive to speak to create to that's us yeah and i think that's us and i think yeah it's great because we live in this world and i'm appreciative of it but i think there is some narcissism to that and i think if the alien theory was correct which i'm not agreeing to any of this i'm just saying if taylor's alien theory were to be kind of delved into i think that narcissism is what changed the human race and that bigfoot was supposed to be sort of the missing link what should have been what could have been but what wasn't hmm. i like that uh, and that's just i, I kind of feel like uh, where we are in now in life is like you know survival of the fittest doesn't really have anything to do with nature anymore it's you know how do you survive the social you know economy how do you survive the social you know aspects of everything around you so it's like we can't even really expect to evolve the same way as we did in the past as an animal uh, what if we just stop evolving you know when it's kind of re and this is a whole other conversation but that kind of we kind of reached that point i think where we're our evolution is slowing because i don't think so I don't think that's I think because maybe physically evolution's changed, but like I have a strong belief system in the fact that like through medicine, through like the way we adapt and think, like not only like there's talks about there there's talks about um, us curing cancer, like us being able to like repair um, you know on a mic a microscopic level our cells from aging, and that's evolving via our our our. our thought process our is that evolving it's not it's, is I, that evolving yeah I, I, I would say it's evolving evolution in our own species being able to not die i think that is, that's advancing i don't think that's i don't think that's mm, evolution no well, well they they say that you know the mm. humans that homo sapiens like 50 years ago had like 30 whatever less years average between like 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 whatever it was like the average death rate was at 50 and now it's like 80 whatever the number is i don't have it i'm sorry that's in my opinion evolving becoming adapting becoming living longer you know, I think that's just. I think I think that's kind of like the difference between weather and climate. Like, yeah. uh, it would take okay. like a thousand years of us having stopped the aging process. You know what I mean? Like to then look back and say we have the, no, no, we've evolved no, no, far. because because you we know what I mean? we stopped growing hair on our faces or hair on our, like you know our extremities, right? And we didn't yeah. stop growing hair altogether. You know, we yeah. just stopped growing hair, but it on wasn't some also parts. it also wasn't like. A one day thing. It was like yeah, um, a gradual loss. And that's over. That's going to happen with. We're not going to just become able to live forever overnight. Well, I think it's like a ha- well, right. But I'm saying when we are physically making that change, you know, so like let's say right. there's like a 50 year period where everyone is able to stop their aging, right? Well, it's like gluten. Like even I want well, to hear. I want to hear this. Like wait, everyone wait. in society, like literally everyone, wait, wait. can now stop their aging, right? But it's only been like fifty years. Like that's you can't consider it evolution because it has to. It ha, the scope of time evolution like, technically is has the, to be a lot greater to be called evolution. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's you know it's seventy five degrees here for three weeks, but that's, that doesn't that's a small make it a tropical scale. climate. That's a you know? small <laughs> scale. I think that's you're skewing it to a very small scale. I, well, no, I I think I, yeah, purposely, yeah. Well, exactly what Taylor's saying. Like I said, it's like it's gluten where. Gluten's always existed. Like a wheat byproduct has always existed. The catch is, is that yeah. we've just, we have the technology that has advanced. Technology is an evolution. Technology is technology. It's just tech. It's advancing, right. but it's allowing us 
to have more information. It's like going to a library. Like if people spent and could digest as many like books as there are in the world, I think, sure. I think people would be more aware of dietary concerns of, uh, uh, human body changes and functions. I think that, that we'd see more of that, but the internet you can digest at such a fast pace. I think that because people are going gluten-free and now that's a big thing, it's because we have access to technology where we can read one sentence and feel like we know what we're talking about. That's not evolution. I'm not saying that is. I don't agree with the whole. It's very close to what I'm you're not, saying. I'm not agreeing that 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 becoming non, you know, carnivorous is an evolutionary standard. I'm not. Yeah. I don't think that because the car- carnivorous animals have been around is you know for millions of years, or however long you want to say. Um, depending on your religious perspectives, I'm not saying that at all. I was, I, what I was pointing out pointing at is that I don't think evolutionary standpoints exclude the future. I don't think, I think we are continuously, I don't think we stopped evolving at all. You know, like, like it's believed that, you know, in whatever, a hundred, 200 years, we're all going to be black hair uh, or brown eyes, um, brown hair, um, like fair skin in all like a similar height. Like we're all, ethnicity is going to change. All like language is going to be like considered English. So why is that? Okay, so that's a great uh, Taylor. You can probably jump on this too. So if you believe that that's going to be what the future is going to hold, why don't you believe in a uh, species like Bigfoot existing that is consistent in terms of how it looks, how it sounds, all of that? Like it's essentially what you just described. Yeah, I just I feel I like with that line of belief, it's more easy to believe that no Sasquatch wouldn't exist anymore. Wait, then that maybe it did exist, but it's. Oh, okay. too far down the evolutionary path yeah, no, to no, where no. nothing else can exist, uh, and we're yeah. starting to chip away at all these other things. I could agree, and all become the same. Yeah, or we're at that crossing point to where the only way for it to not exist and us to not exist is to join and cross gene mm. pools, and then that is how they would not exist. That's where I lose you. That's exist. where I lose you. We just not exist as the same as we are currently. Well, here's the cross. I'm going to jump into this hypothetical. Uh, this one was the most fascinating to me. I only have two more hypotheticals written down, um, and then we can wrap up. But, you know, what if Bigfoot is a cross crossbreed between human and ape? So I wrote this hypothetical down, and this led me to a Wikipedia page, uh, hmm. which, you know, anything on Wikipedia you should believe. It's real. You, okay, so... The, well, huh? My whole entire high school and college oh, okay. careers nope. were based uh, on. I lost of, it for a second. Oh, yeah. thought we lost each other. So the Wikipedia page that, uh, that that led me was Human Z, which is a hypothetical chimpanzee human hybrid, which was uh-huh. uh, has been attempted since the 1920s. <laughs> um, hmm. which is crazy. So it's actually been an attempt, and. And there, uh, keep in mind, if there was a successful ape baby, like birth from a human female, you best believe that all the governments would shut that down, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It, it's been... I mean, then people would just be off the hinges. There would be some people who'd be like, I identify as half ape, half baby. I'm going to go have a bunch of half ape babies. Right. Ooh, and it'd be crazy. It would change everything. Absolutely. But that's, I think that's the biggest thing is that... Um, it, even it says in the 1970s, a performing chip named Oliver, named Oliver was popularized as a possible mutant or even a human-chimpanzee hybrid. Hmm. He had 48, <laughs> not 47, but 48 chromosomes, disproving an earlier claim Whoa. that he did not have a normal chromosome count for a chimpanzee. So, huh. 
it's, this has been a thing. A, a human Z has been – the whole idea of crossbreed has been a thing since the 1920s, and they've been trying. Um, whether they are, have been successful, we won't know. We won't ever know I because feel, of the government. Because I feel government. like trying to cross a human with a chimpanzee has has to have existed yeah. as far back I would agree. as – Humans and chimpanzees existed had together. Sex drives. I get that. Right. Well, can, pe- yeah, people have had sex with chimpanzees, no doubt. Right. Well, it's just, and that comes down to curiosity. Well, uh, let's th- let's twist that around. Chimpanzees have definitely raped a lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? Just, okay, what? Taylor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's that, that's more likely than a bunch of dudes having sex with. I don't even think so. I, I disagree on that point 100% because I don't think... You disagree? I don't think... Ch- you think that more males have had sex with a female chimpanzee yes. than yes. male chimpanzees have raped yes. uh, human women? Yes. Yes. Well, chimpanzees have compassion. Okay. I think I think the curiosity of men as a species, I think... I mean, it goes back to, to Zana. Like, people paid to have sex with her. Men Out paid. of curiosity. Yes. And it's the same reason why, mm-hmm. like, there are horses that people have sex yeah but with. but the chimpanzee doesn't need that curiosity but it already wants it like it already wants to go not smart enough you know to take I mean? off the clothes so i guess it stuff. just needs the opportunity yeah, jo- what so would it have less opportunity than the male <laughs> on a female chimpanzee I just johnny's saying that the chimpanzee doesn't understand foreplay well, yeah. Which, therefore, it doesn't know how to light candles. <laughs> doesn't know how to say all oh, your sweet, your sweetheart. It can never get to third base. Yeah. <laughs> therefore, yeah. Sweet talk first. You got to rub the thighs, kiss the nape of the neck, all that stuff. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't think a chimpanzee is smart enough to maybe. I probably smarter than me. I also think it's smart enough to do all the things that you have to do in order to actually have sex. Well, it's all. I don't think so, man. I mean, you think a chimp? You know where to put it. It knows where to put yeah, it. All, it but there's more that than that. There's m- and it okay. goes somewhere. Personal experience, there's more that it takes than just saying, oh, I know where we my don't need, dick You don't need to talk about your sex life. I just know there's more that just goes into that. Just throw it in there talking being... about chip sex, and he's like, oh, well, Guys, from, from experience, experience, I just want to let you know, you got to know where to put it. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple steps you got to follow. It goes in one point. I tried having sex with a chimp once. I'll tell you, he was 15. He was at the Michigan Zoo. He's like, oh, aggressive. Okay, no, I'm saying I don't think a chimp's smart enough to do that. I think that it... It would not be viable, or I think the chances... Hey, here I am biting my own tongue. I think that it is... If humans and chimpanzees could have babies, it would be well known. It would be. Because people would not be able to hide it. It would be, and so this... But... Yes. But Bigfoot... Bigfoots are out there, and they're hidden. No, so. they are. Well, no, yeah, no, okay, no, okay. No. This brings me to my last hypothetical. Johnny, calm down. All right, whatever. So the last hypothetical I have before we wrap this damn thing up is that could the government, our government, be protecting Bigfoot by utilizing organizations like the BFRO and the North American Bigfoot Search, also known as NAB, to protect and preserve these elusive creatures? Could that be yeah, something? They, Why do they, they could, exist? They could do that. Unless it's in cahoots with our government. They could do that. They could do a lot of things. They could be protecting Nessie. They could be protecting a whole... Like, We're not e- talking about Nessie. Easter Bunny, man. They could We're not talking about stuff. the Easter Bunny. I'm just saying this, they could do a lot of this stuff. I agree. They could. I don't think they are. That's that. I, you know, I don't know if they forcefully could, but I think roundabout ways of life like it, you you can't just go anywhere you want in the united states you can't just go out into the wilderness even though it seems like you can oh i'm just gonna go camping off anywhere that i want no you can't you gotta go where you're allowed to camp you can't just go anywhere you want in the wilderness but so and 
in that in that same in that same perspective, you can't go in this specific spot in the woods. But if that were true, and you couldn't go outside these boundaries, and outside these boundaries were Bigfoot, I have a hard time believing Bigfoot's just abiding by the rules and also not going behind its parameters. Because then it run into you. But if in the case of yeah, Zana, that's a good point. But it- like talking about Zana, though, if if the whole submissive idea, so if there was like a preservation attempt, and they kept reoccurring that they saw these creatures and let them know like, Hey, we're here to help. Would Mm -hmm. they become submissive and used to it? Sort of like when, you know, at a zoo, when you're in captivity, you are getting used to the fact that there are people, there are humans who are kind of like getting up in your shit every single day. But we have, we have stories from Zana and that whole idea that what if the, these Bigfoot are becoming submissive, you know, to the, you know, the conservationists and the, the people trying I've to preserve. I've heard those stories. I've heard stories of, you know, hunters going out and, like, getting chased down by Bigfoot. But uh, And then they're all different conclusions. I heard one story of a lady who was camping and she had infrared vision and saw a couple of Bigfoots, a couple Big Fi, whatever. They were going to come in, came in through the swamp. Proper terms, Bigfoot, Johnny. Big you're Sasquatches. Gonna, gonna take this as a joke. Sasquatches. Can... I'm sorry, guys. And they are going through a swamp, stand and leave. Like, there's a lot of different people, different studies, different, like, belief systems in it. I don't think we should just base it off of Zana. But... Each one of these different, like, interpretations of Bigfoot, there's not a way in hell nobody's captured it better and it being real. Like, this is, in my opinion, that it can't be feasible with the information I've been given and other people have given. I don't think it's a government. I don't think it's – no. It would change. If someone caught a Bigfoot, it would, it would completely it flip would. everything in this world upside down. I agree. It would yeah, – Like, how many times have you heard, like, oh, my God – this is the first time the northern whispering uh, owl has been captured on video. Oh, we've known it's existed for 200 years now, but we've never seen it. You know, that shit happens. I would say it's so much more likely that you find like a species under the ocean, but this specific species of Bigfoot has been trying to be documented for so long. Hundreds of, I'm going to say thousands of people have been trying to find Bigfoot. Maybe like a couple hundred people are trying to find this stupid owl you're talking about, but like... There's people have been searching and spent their lives for this animal, and they've not found it. I don't think the people who found Bigfoot have wanted to find Bigfoot. I think all the stories you hear, people are like, "Well, oh, I'm not really a believer, but I saw Bigfoot in my backyard eating out of my bird feeder." I disagree. Yeah. I've I've had multiple occasions. Bigfoot at- expedition is like, we went to this campground, we turned all our cameras on with all our lights on, we talked the whole time, we had a TV production there, we didn't say anything. All right, no. next site. Yeah, that's how they are. Like they're no, they're searching, but they they're gotta not go really. out and out and out, and probably like for weeks at a time. Yeah, I've... like go do the Bear Grylls route. Like if you listen to Bear Grylls talk about it, or I mean Les, uh, Les Stroud. Stroud. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Les. Uh, yeah, talk about <laughs> Les Stroud. <laughs> I've heard. I've he's heard... a Bigfoot guy. He is a Bigfoot, and guy. he's out there by himself when he shoots a show. He's not out there with the production yeah, team. Yeah, he's coming to camera. He's got a lot of Bigfoot stories. You know, it's someone like that, you kind of like, oh man, maybe, uh, maybe I, I start believing this kind of stuff. I've heard certain stories of people who don't want to go out, people who wanted to go out. I can name one when I was in Blue Ridge Mountain in was it Casper, Tennessee? No, it's Casper, Georgia. Jasper, Casper is J- J- a friendly ghost. Drama. Jasper, well, they're both mythological creatures. Jasper's a hot spot, by the way. Anyways, Jasper, we were, Georgia, okay. also location of the world's largest Sasquatch museum. While I was there, uh, shout out. While I, while I was there, this is a fact. That one of the owners, the wife, told me a story. And she wanted to find it, and she hypothetically found it. So I don't think 
people, just people who don't want to find it, find it. People who do want to find it, don't find it. I think that's no. It's like looking for clothes. Like if you go out trying to find a really nice pair of pants, you you're not going to find the pair of pants in the first place you go to. You got to search for it. The pants got to they have to find you. People have spent their whole lives trying to the find fate, these pants. The fate has to find the fate you. Fate has to find you. People have spent their whole lives trying to find these pants, and they can't find the pants. Yeah, people spend their whole lives trying to act in movies, but you know what? They wind up working at McDonald's. But some people do. Some people actually <laughs> do it. So how have nobody actually? How has nobody found the pants? How has nobody found the Bigfoot? But people have been finding these pants, and people have been talking about. People the pants. have. People have been telling you about the people pants. People have found some. People have been writing <laughs> no, books no, about the no, pants. No, no, no. People. They've have, been making videos, <laughs> podcasts. People talk about it, man. People really believe that they've seen it. I know they yeah. believe. And that's the documentation that we have to take into consideration. Okay, like, fine. That's, you have to believe someone. If that's, you don't have to believe what they're saying, but you have to at least give somebody a chance. Like, this is documentation. Right. We'd like play like uh, Mars. Okay, Mars is a great example because Curiosity yeah. Rover's been on that ship for like nine years. But how do you know it's real? Because you haven't been there, Nick. Well, uh-huh. that's what I'm trying to. That's the hype. That's the theory I'm trying to create, Johnny. I'm trying to say if Pluto exists. And you've never been, but you've only seen bits of Pluto. I've seen pictures. Through video. You've seen pictures. Only pictures. I've only seen, I've seen Bigfoot. You've only seen pictures of Bigfoot. Why don't you believe in Bigfoot? Because the mainstream, I sound like a little bitch right now. The mainstream belief is that Pluto <laughs> is a planet, by the way, Johnny Clark, 2018, um, is a real planet. It's been documented. It's been believed for so long. We can send things to it, all these different things. But by our definition we or by my definition we cannot feasibly hold bigfoot we can send we can we've sent things past pluto you know we can we can actually watch its eclipse for, through other planets you know we can see its temperature we can literally measure its temperature its magnetic field all that stuff we can't even tell if a bigfoot has a penis or if it has a vagina we can't even we absolutely t- can <laughs> zana uh, was well, actually all the things <laughs> that you just said like we're, all the things that you just said we are sensing those things like yeah we have measured those things we've measured the heat we've we've measured heat that that seems like something's there we we've got all these signs that seem like something's there but we have not gone to go see it you know, you see it on video, yeah, because our satellite passes it by, but you didn't see it. Well, then, I'll throw this to you, Taylor. If for some reason, if, if given this hypothetical, if I was given the information, the technology, whatever, to feasibly put Bigfoot at the same level as Pluto or Mars or any other planet that we're talking about, and I haven't, I have never touched a jaguar, but if you gave me the same amount of evidence as a jaguar as Bigfoot, I'd be the same plane. I'm not excluding Bigfoot because of this evidence. I just don't have the same evidence. I was ever. I never was brought up believing this because I never. I never went to the zoo and saw one. I never saw Nat Geo. You know, it was always all oh, that crazy. You know, hitchhiker guy saw one one time. He tried to kill me. You know. Mm. I just. There's. I've never had. I see what you're saying. I've never had as much evidence saying, there. I've only seen. Sound a lot like a naysayer. I am. That's the whole point of this thing. Is I don't believe, and you guys are trying to put facts into my butt. <laughs> And I just don't, you know, and I'll throw nothing at you. If this is a opinion I've had, you know, let's say there's a hundred Bigfoot, whatever. Let's say there's a hundred Bigfoot and they live in, in a village, let's say in Jasper, Georgia, you know, how has it not been okay. like random people, a citizen like myself, how have I not found, seen, or documented them with the amount of technology that I have in my hands? If I really wanted to, I could scope out mountains of ranges and find these huge animals you know how we many can, open wi- yeah, uh, we've, woods have you been to johnny me personally yeah not a whole lot because exactly. i don't give a damn about that stuff i know people do yeah 
Like, I, but I, most people who try to find talk about it. The thing I, is that skeptics like you, oh God, shut them down. Not true. Yes, that's people not true. Aren't open to it, which means like that's not it, true. These people who've been searching will say like it's like ghost hunters. Back when that show was on, I believe they that go shit. like, all right, we when we turned our cameras off, this chair lifted up and then flew at Brian and then hit Brian in the head. And then he went home. Did I hear Johnny just say he believes in ghosts? I've had experiences. That's a big difference. That is a big difference. I believe. That's a big difference. I think so. <sighs> now, let me. Let, let okay, me. Can you let explain? Me, wait, 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 can you explain yes. why you believe in ghosts in a second, and why you don't really, believe in Sasquatch really quickly, based I want, I, on the evidence that you've been given for both? Really quickly, I want to go back yeah. and, and, we'll, and say. And we'll save most because we'll do a ghost episode. Yeah, we, we, we should. Here, now, let me go back and say one more thing about, about this whole Bigfoot and finding things. Right, then we're going to wrap uh, this up. I have never seen some of the species, even like some sharks under the ocean. I've never seen them, and I don't care to. But people out there have been and will. Be expert scuba divers and rescue divers who who will scour the the you know the nautical globe for these things. I don't care to do it. I believe in it though. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not going to disprove a species under the water because I haven't seen it. But I know people have. I know it's real because people actually have. So you have faith in what they've told you. I have faith in the publishing works that people always believe that those species are real. Okay, so you, so you're a faith uh, a faith uh, based Sasquatch believer, is that correct? Non-believer? Uh, I think everyone is, right? Everyone's a faith-based blank on something, whether reality is real or that I'm actually holding this water bottle or whatever. Hmm. Like, I believe this is here. Do I know it? No. So I, I don't think that's necessarily a good argument that I'm a faith-based non-believer. No, I mean, that water bottle's clearly in your hand right now. Is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm Clearly looking. is. I, I I have faith that it is in your hand because I cannot see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's go. Uh, also, t- Taylor's not blind. He's just uh, he's podcasting yeah. from <laughs> he's Georgia, and we're podcasting from Atlanta, Georgia today. <laughs> hey, hey, guys! I just want to I just want to note that this entire episode, I have been sitting in my not a chair. Uh, really? My posture is great. My back feels good. I'm not. Uh, thank you, not a chair. Uh, I believe that's notachair.net. I have no <laughs> fucking clue. It's good, though. So on that note, we'll call it. Um, guys, this is the first episode. Um, okay. Episode number one in the books. In the books. This is crazy. So next week, so what's, what's going to happen is that Taylor is actually going to host and uh, do all the research for the next episode. We're not going to say what it is. Because uh, Johnny, Johnny is right here. I'm He's not going to know. Um, but you anything, know what? I, I think the, the last thing we can say is, so Taylor is a believer. I'm a believer. I'm skeptic. Do you still remain as, do, has anything changed or swayed in like a little brief? Zana, summer? right? That's her name? Yes. Zana was interesting. She I existed. I, well, let's not go that far. I, I would like to dive deeper into her story. Yeah, she existed. Guys, you can research I liked that Zana. story. It was interesting. Those kind of things. I, I've said this once, say it again. What changes my faith is real interaction with people and their stories. Not something off Wikipedia. Not something off of, you know, Nat Geo. Actual talking to somebody like the person at the, the Jasper site in, in Georgia. People who actually have conviction in their eyes say it's real. So... For the time being, I'm going to say I'm at the same point in time I was two hours ago. But thank you guys for uh, trying your hardest to make me believe in <laughs> big old Bigfoot. 
Fair. Well, hopefully a lot of you guys listening were not like Johnny here. Hopefully we swayed you. Um, I'm sure most people listening to this were skeptics first. And hopefully you came out of this hour and 26 minutes feeling a little bit more enlightened uh, and enjoyed the exploration from probability to possibility with us here on Hypothetical Thinking. Guys, I'm Nick. I'm Johnny. I'm Taylor. And this has been episode one of Hypothetical Thinking. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Adios.